The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Governor Glenn Youngkin is seeking major new tax cuts as part of his budget proposal for 2023. As Ben Pavier reports, Youngkin told lawmakers Thursday the cuts would pay for themselves by drawing in new businesses. Youngkin's tax plan includes reducing Virginia's corporate tax by 1%. He says that will put it below the state's competition, like Tennessee and Georgia, when it comes to luring new businesses. My fundamental belief is that this money is better spent by the businesses and the business owners than by government. In all, the tax cuts would cost the state more than $1.5 billion a year by 2027. But Youngkin says the state finances are strong enough to support that spending, even against the backdrop of a potential recession. And he says there'll still be enough funds left over to meet other goals, like adding more math and reading specialists to public schools. Youngkin's budget needs buy-in from the democratically-controlled Virginia Senate. In a statement, Senator and caucus chair Mamie Locke said the tax cuts come, quote, at the expense of those who need it most. Ben Pavier, VPM News. One of Youngkin's budget proposals is a reorganization of the state's workforce development programs, which provide job training. He says he'll put the hundreds of programs under one agency and then measure who gets job placements from these programs. The governor said there's another component to his plan. On top of that, we've got a big effort in order to pull a lot of our career training back into our high schools. Youngkin wants to increase the number of high school students graduating with industry credentials through dual enrollment programs. There's one less Democrat vying for the open 4th District U.S. House seat. A spokesperson for Delegate Lamont Bagby told VPM News he was dropping out of the race Thursday. Bagby, the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus chairperson, was contending for the seat left open after Congressman Donald McEachin died in November. State Senators Jennifer McClellan and Joe Morrissey remain in the Democrats' primary along with two other candidates. The party has a firehouse primary set for December 20th at five locations across the district, including two in Richmond. The special election is set for February 21st. Dominion Energy could roll out small nuclear power stations across Virginia within the next decade. The power company plans to install its first small modular nuclear reactor, or SMR, by 2032, according to Cardinal News. The plan comes amid Governor Glenn Youngkin's call for Virginia to be, quote, all in on nuclear energy. Dominion has not yet announced a specific location for the power stations, but is looking at southwest Virginia, where several fossil fuel plants are nearing retirement. Richmond Public Schools staff and officials announced the ratification of multiple collective bargaining agreements on Thursday. Richmond Community High School teacher Charlotte Hare participated in the process. Neither side got everything that it wanted, but it's a step in the right direction, so I'm pretty excited about it. Separate agreements were reached for teachers, instructional assistants, nutrition staff, and security staff, mostly around raises. The agreements include a minimum 12% raise over three years for teachers and a 40% raise for instructional assistants. 
The school board still has to approve the district's budget early next year for the contracts to take effect. An unnamed organization has completed an external review of how Liberty University handles reports of sexual assaults and Title IX violations. Liberty opened the investigation in 2021 after almost two dozen Jane Doe's sued the school, reports WSET. Twenty of the 22 plaintiffs have settled with the university. Liberty says following the investigation, its Title IX and sexual misconduct policies have, quote, been improved and well-received by its board of trustees. A Fredericksburg grilled cheese restaurant has resolved a two-year fight with the state over COVID-19 rule violations. Virginia ABC and Gormelts announced a no-fault reinstatement of the restaurant's liquor license on Wednesday. This comes days after Governor Glenn Youngkin asked for a list of businesses fined or suspended over COVID-19 policies. Owner Matt Strickland, a Republican candidate for state Senate, previously asked for Youngkin's assistance. Gormelts will resume alcohol sales December 23rd. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. PM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.